cheap Dominican cigars. So we'll just have to do the best we can. Is that your breakfast? Yes, this is definitely my breakfast. Uh, there, there should be no other breakfast that I'm aware of. Um, it's very difficult to get the good Delma where I am. I mean, this is a country that yeah, I think is illegal to drink Scotch whiskey here. Um, I mean, you can shoot up heroin with no problem. What country are you in at the minute? If I had told you, I would have to kill you, my friend. As you well know, I'm on in hiding from America and a few other governments right now. Uh, so I cannot say. Um, I thought those, you, were, you were locked up in Spain, is that right? I'm, yeah, thank God we're out of there. I mean, honestly, uh, that country was pretty severe. If you um, you needed a permission slip to leave uh, your fucking house, I and mean, if they caught you outside your door um, without a reason, uh, you'd probably get an electroshock or something to find out uh, why. Yeah, we've got the same thing in Ireland. You have uh, police checkpoints asking you where you're going if you leave the house, the whole jazz. You're silly, man. I'm sorry, the world went crazy. That's all I can say. It happens from time to time. What do you think? Do you think it's a... I mean, why do you think the West got hit with coronavirus worse than the, the rest of the world? Because they have all of the respirators. Um, the, the place with the greatest number of respirators is New York City. Uh, 100 times the number of deaths uh, than the top 10 largest cities in the world all averaged out. Why? Uh, they put everybody on respirators. Uh, that's a death sentence. Nine out of ten people who go on respirators die. I mean, duh. <laughs> what is the fucking point? They go, yeah, but we did save one out of ten. Show me the double-blind studies that proves that. I promise you, not true. Now, those countries with the fewest respirators have the fewest deaths. This is a fucking statistical fact, people. So coronavirus is not killing people. Respirators are killing people. And if you doubt me, just please look up the stats. In America, they've done. A number of studies, nine people out of every 10 placed on a respirator dies. Jesus, God, what does it take people to, <laughs> to figure it out? So do you think they're, do you think they're over-reporting numbers in, in the West then? No, I think their numbers are absolutely correct. Those are the people they have killed by putting on respirators, absolutely. But the West, no, I don't think they're exaggerating at all. I just think that they're purposely killing people. Now, in America, you get $39,000 for every person you put on a respirator. Nine out of 10 die. So those nine out of 10 people times uh, $40,000 is uh, almost a half million dollars just to kill nine people and save possibly one. You're not saving anybody, people. Look at the statistics, please, God. I mean, you can count. Coronavirus is no worse than the flu. Respirators uh, are the cause of death for everybody. So don't take a respirator, okay? <laughs> Jesus, God, it, it seriously, people? And they go, okay, yeah, but we're saving one out of 10. Uh, my mind goes, uh, where? Are the statistics saying you're saving? Well, because only nine out of ten die. Mm. Do you understand the absurd, twisted, sick fucking logic of that? I'm just saying that the truth people think it through yourselves. You're smart kids. Uh, I'll say no more. Yeah, so uh, speaking of money, I saw uh, you're launching a cryptocurrency. Is it just launching today or something? Yeah, actually, at uh, 8 o'clock Central Time, America, U.S., uh, we'll be publishing the white paper. Uh, we've been working on this for a long, long time. Um, uh, listen, I, I think Monero is, is one of the greatest coins that was ever created. I mean, it was the first true privacy coin and still the only one that's actually used in the world at large. Um, but it can't be put on a distributed exchange like the McAfee Dex. Now, privacy coins in and of themselves are wonderful things. However, 
However, might come a time when you've got to get out of the privacy coin. You get, what, dollars, yens, uh, or into some other cryptocurrency. How do you do that? It has to be on a centralized exchange. All centralized exchanges, and if you've ever tried to get on one like Binance or whatever, uh, require what? Uh, documentation? Your name? Uh, maybe your address? Uh, social security number? Bank number? You're identified. So whatever privacy coin you happen to be using on a centralized exchange doesn't matter in the end. No. Now, we tried unsuccessfully to force Monero, that blockchain, uh, into a decentralized exchange. It can't be done. It just can't. can't. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's a difficult uh, motherfucker. So uh, we built our own. Now, what, what does that give you? With the McAfee decks, we, we don't ask you anything, not your name, your IP address, your email address, nothing. We don't want to know anything about you. Um, you just you don't have to log on. There's no name, there's no password, there is nothing. You just pass through the fucking portal and trade. Totally um, uh, decentralized. I mean, there's no control. We have no control. All of the logic is on the blockchain, auditable. And we've released, uh, you know, all of our source, both for the um, uh, the McAfee Dex and for blockchain uh, for smart contract logic is open source. Anybody can see what we're doing. Um, what does it cost to list? Nothing. There's a button at the top of the page. You you list yourself uh, for no charge. You just put in the technical specs and you're on. Uh, now. Uh, if there's no volume, you're going to end up at the bottom of 5,000 other coins, and no one will see it, but not my problem. Uh, if you're an active uh, coin, you're going to be on the top. Um, we uh, charge uh, no uh, uh, no taker fees, uh, only um, a quarter percent maker fees, and that's it. And that's just to hopefully... Uh, <laughs> get our development funded but even that's not happening it may never happen however uh, we're doing it because without a decentralized and distributed exchange uh, privacy coins really amount to nothing but on the mcafee decks ghost and it's the only exchange it will run on otherwise we lose all control in terms of um uh, people getting into it on a centralized exchange, they can now backtrack you. No, so it'll only run on the MACB decks. No one will ever know anything about you during a trade. No one will ever know anything about you at all and through any transaction. Sending, receiving, just like Monero. And, and I'm not saying that, that we are better than Monero. I mean, Jesus God, you Monero folks did an awesome fucking job. So did we, though. Uh, it's just that the ghost will run in a decentralized fashion. We just can't get uh, Monero to do so. And if somebody wants to do that for us, <laughs> our DEX is open source. Please, God, do it. We will list it. But what, about, uh, what about Bitcoin? I was surprised like, it, it had this big collapse there a few weeks back with the, the coronavirus thing. Do you think that that's... I mean, is Bitcoin pretty much outdated? Is it going to go down? Or of course it's oh, of course it's outdated. Please God, I mean, listen. Now I'm a jokester and a jester. Everybody knows that. I mean, uh, uh, for example, the one day two years ago, or a year and a half ago, I've uh, if I said uh, predicted that whale fucking will surpass surfing as the number one ocean sport, and I predicted it. Going, I, I guarantee in two years. Uh, surfing will just be the number two sport. Number one is going to be whale fucking. <laughs> uh, most people got the joke of that, but some didn't. Uh, those who didn't, I'm sorry. Same day, and I thought even funnier because I, I really aggravated by Bitcoin maximalists who take a blockchain, the Bitcoin blockchain, uh, antiquated, fucking useless. You don't have, you can't put smart contracts on the motherfucker. You have zero privacy. If you and I exchange something through Bitcoin forever after, I can look in your wallet and find out how much you have, where it came from, and when you spent something, where it went. 
And if you moved it to a different wallet, I've got that fucking address and I can look at that wallet forever. So you got zero privacy. You can't put a smart contract. You can't even run a goddamn distributed application on it. It's dead. I mean, yes, it was the grandfather and it opened a door to a very fertile field of development in which uh, has been planted uh, technologies that are mind blowing. Uh, but bitcoins is simply not one of them. And it's, do, you, you know, do you think its value will collapse as well? It has to. It's got no value. It's zero is the value. It, the only coins that I know have any goddamn value is Monero. Why it's the most widely used. It's used a thousand times more than Bitcoin. Everybody knows this. Why it's private, completely fucking private. Um, no one will ever know what you're doing with, with Monero, but with Bitcoin, everybody does. Um, and everybody uses Monero. So obviously, if anything has any value, it's Monero. Uh, and then stable coins like DAI. I mean, everybody now, it used to be uh, the market was going south, you'd get out into a dollar or the yen or the British pound or euro. Now you don't have to do that because stable coin, I prefer DAI. Currently, pegged to the dollar. The dollar, I think, is going to collapse. I may pick something pegged to something else. But stable coins, privacy coins, and distributed exchanges, that's the only thing that has inherent value today. Uh, you're, so you're, a, you're a libertarian. I remember a few years ago, the libertarians used to be mad into uh, gold and precious metals. Do you, still, do you still think gold is a good commodity investment? Or? I've never said gold is a good money investment, ever. Not okay. ever. To my knowledge, you cannot eat it. You can't build a house from it. It will not keep you warm. Uh, you can't weave any clothes from it. And you cannot break it up into tiny enough pieces to buy a fucking loaf of bread. I see no value whatsoever to gold. I've never seen any value in gold. Right. That's interesting. Normally, there's a, normally the libertarians love the gold. But uh, kind of related listen, to I, this. I'm sorry? Yeah, kind of related to this. You obviously know a lot about uh, internet security. There seems to be like uh, the growth of kind of all tech platforms now because a lot of people are getting banned off YouTube and Twitter and different platforms. And now there's this website, BitChute, that's like an alternative to YouTube that's using uh, blockchain technology. And there's uh, there's various different things popping up, Telegram, all these sites. Uh, do you think that that's the, the future for internet social media is going to be these uh, these blockchain sites? or? I, I hope so. I hope so. And here's why. Here, you see, now, for the first time on, on Twitter, they announced that they are going to um, start censoring lies. <laughs> things that are not true. Uh, for example, uh, they they think a lie happens to be a link between 5G uh, and coronavirus. Well, I think that such a link is absurd. But do you think I'm arrogant enough to think that I know it's not true? Fuck me, what do I really know? I, I'm surprised every day. But when something like Twitter says, we're not going to allow lies and you fucking tell me who is the arbiter of lying and truth and i will show you god himself because no other being could possibly be capable of such uh, arrogance yeah facebook set up a panel uh last week or the week before they set up a panel where they're gonna uh, they're going to decide what gets to go on Facebook and what kind of news counts as fake news. And the panel is made up of uh, representatives from different uh, governments. It's got like the Israeli justice minister and all these people on it. <laughs> it's like, but it's only like the countries. I love it. But so it's only like the countries that, that Facebook likes, you know, like the, you know, like China doesn't have a representative of Venezuela, all these countries, you know, it's Western countries and it's Israel and I'm sorry. I'm sorry to laugh because really, the tragedy is that it's not funny by any stretch of the imagination or by any perspective that you would like to uh, stand on and observe. No, <laughs> uh, it isn't funny. It, one of the most tragic of all things is the absurdity of it itself that raises humor, if anything does. I can think of nothing in truth more horrific than 
What we're looking at is uh, George Orwell's 1984 Ministry of Truth. That is a collection of people who decided what was true. <laughs> and those people had such power that what was true changed, <laughs> not just from day to day, but from hour to hour sometimes. And so most of the workers in the Ministry of Truth spent most of their time burning past truths uh, <laughs> to make room for new truths, which contradicted them. Now, fuck me. This is the beginning of that, people. Can you please see the horror of this? And yet we still fucking use Facebook. Well, fuck you, Facebook. Not me. Mm. Not me. Not any fucking more. I'm making a statement. I am closing my Facebook account. Closing. Because I want no fucking part of a world where there is a ministry of truth. Is there is there an app or website you use for social media or messaging that you think is secure? Because, again, there's all these new sort of alt tech things popping up. It's hard to know which ones are legit. Doesn't matter what's legit or not. There's no security, my friend. We haven't had security for, for 10 years. It's not possible anymore. If you think you have any privacy, if you think you can't be hacked, if you think there's a word that you could say in your home in front of your television or the thermostat or your fucking smartphone, uh, then you're deluding yourself. There is no such thing. Does not fucking exist. The only thing you can hide, and I have done so at great expense and risk, is your location. But only if you refuse to own a phone, which Janice and I do, we can't afford a fucking phone, we'd be caught instantly, as will anybody. If you think you can hide and still own a phone, <laughs> a device with only one design, and that is to, uh, to spy on you. That's his only fucking intent. Now, you may think, oh, but it does all this stuff. It's so convenient. Well, yeah, well, that's how they, that's how they spy on you, people through the convenience that they give you. And then you blindly and stupidly buy into that, thinking that, well, what, what's my cost? Nothing. What do I have to pay? Not a penny. <laughs> You're not paying in pennies and dollars. You're paying in freedom. I've heard, uh, I've heard a lot of the, the tech companies are moving their bases to uh, Israel now. Like I heard Intel is, is relocating their... Uh, do you get concerned, like, how much influence Israel seems to have on, on U.S. foreign policy and on U.S. politics? It seems like they're pretty much, they're calling the shots on a lot of things. Wake up and smell the coffee that's been brewing for uh, centuries, my friend. Uh, I don't know what else to tell you. Mm. Have you ever had any dealings with Mossad? Not friendly ones, no. Any unfriendly ones you'd share? <laughs> Nothing I'd want to share. But Janice will, Janice will verify that, yes, I've definitely had unfriendly. <laughs> Do you think people would be surprised if they knew how much influence people like that have in the US and the world? Depends on which people. Fair enough. What, what did you think about the, the whole Epstein revelations last year? Do you think that there's stuff we're not being told there? Because, again, I've heard all sorts of rumors that, you know, this was like a honeypot operation, that there was like Mossad involved, all this kind of stuff. Well, first of all, let's, let's, let's take a look at the circumstances surrounding the latter days of... Um, Mr. Epstein, mm -hmm. uh, in a jail and a secure facility in New York City, one of the most <laughs> high, high profile inmates of any prison uh, anywhere in the world, who uh, committed suicide uh, from a bunk bed that was one foot shorter than himself uh, by hanging himself for something that was one foot shorter than him. Yeah, but supposedly, supposedly he hung himself on his knees. <laughs> yes, yeah, no. yeah. I've never tried hanging myself, and I love <laughs> that, that experiment, but something tells me that 
the physics uh, and the uh, body uh, autonomic responses that you might expect might make that highly unlikely. Um, add to it that his cellmate was a, was a man who was in prison for multiple murders and would never see the light of day. Um, Mr. Tartaglioni. Uh, Nichols, also a man whose biceps were bigger, my friend, than your waist, because uh, you do not look like a very portly person. Um, and who was moved just hours <laughs> out of the cell uh, before uh, Epstein uh, hung himself. Now, if I were in charge of this operation, if I were in fact Mossad, and those are clever motherfuckers, I would go, okay, listen. What about Nicholas Tartaglioni? He's, you know, we've arranged to have him in a cell. And, uh, he's already killed more people than we can fucking count, and he's never getting out. But we could do things for his family, and, uh, his daughter, his next wife, his mother, his little wife, uh, his relatives. Um, and it, let's have him be in Epstein's cell for a few weeks, and enough to make his DNA cover every fucking inch of the cell. <laughs> then let's move him out. Uh, then let's move him back and whack Epstein and move out again. Um, I know that sounds like a conspiracy theory, but if you look at all the facts, uh, the fact that the medical examiner refused or did not or forgot uh, to estimate the time of death, what autopsy ever in the history of, of any famous person, neglects to go, let's see, I estimate the time of death, because really, any good medical examiner can say, within half an hour, this person died, da, 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 between 11 and 11.35. Yes? No, nothing. Which means it could have been happened at any time so that everybody has a fucking alibi, right? Everybody. Uh, well, you got to prove that it happened while I was on duty, it was, I was not there. We don't know what time he died, therefore, everybody is off the hook. Now, there's too many things that just make it too convenient. Yeah, uh, I think the, I mean, the real conspiracy theory is thinking that he just killed himself. I mean, the, there was CC, there was like camera footage missing from the prison at the time of yep. it, and yep. one of the guards said he fell asleep the and everything. records were missing, people were asleep, please, God, let's get nobody bothered to check during those hours can we can we please can get cut some slack here so given the fact that 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 required if in fact it was a conspiracy a great deal of high level coordination uh, sophistication and and uh, uh, experience in whacking people in and, and out of jails and all kinds of shit. well <laughs> i mean the cia is a clever bunch of people they've been my opponents many times but they're they ain't that clever uh, they're not uh, musad oh fuck me they they don't take a step without analyzing what that footprint may be after they step there okay so it sounds like uh yes maybe in fact there is a connection because you, you tell me you tell me who else could have orchestrated that methodical and brilliant set of circumstances i mean epstein was friends with this woman Gislaine maxwell who has links with the Mossad. and then like you look into his background and he just came out of nowhere and he has this uh this billionaire who has really close links with israel i forget his name he runs that company abercrombie and fitch he just gives them the most expensive penthouse in manhattan and starts funding well, keep, him in mind, keep in mind jeffrey was a young boy when i met that man who was much older than him and both were in fact um more interested in in men uh, than in women um that doesn't sound at all strange that the handsome young boy like jeffrey epstein meeting a wealthy uh financier, a multi-billionaire, giving him a billion-dollar condo. Who knows what sort of contract they signed? I don't fucking know, but I can, I can see that happening. I mean, the gentleman we're discussing, whose name I will not say, is um, uh, <laughs> well-known uh, what his sexual predilections are, and he was elderly at the time. They might go, fuck me. 
it's worth 20% of my wealth to have this young kid uh, at my beck and call. I don't know. I don't know that part. Uh, that part but is not inexplicable. The whole like Epstein Island thing and all the famous people he's flying out there. Like, do you, do you think it was a honeypot operation? Well, I can't think of what else it might have been. I mean, mm. for example, Epstein brought many young women with him, and we all know there's never been a single a verified uh, declaration that he ever had sex with a woman. I'm just saying. I mean, that to me, in and of itself, uh, says, you know, there's something more happening. And otherwise, he'd be populating it just with his gay friends, like uh, Hollywood uh, movie directors do. I mean, when you get, like, you know, you're fairly uh, famous and influential. Like, when you get rich and famous, you just get these weird... Epstein's and Weinstein's coming to you offering you all sorts of weird sexual stuff with young women like how does that work like are they just like is this like a common thing amongst the elite or something my wife is here I'm <laughs> looking at her right now um it's some years like two years ago I did a lot of conferences women would come up to me I mean, drop dead, gorgeous supermodel types. Look me in their eyes and hand me their hotel room keys in front of my fucking wife. No, no. Listen, I, I perhaps I'm a charismatic uh, motherfucker, but I'm still seventy-four fucking years old. <laughs> I don't care how you want to slice that goddamn eye. And when a uh, a uh, 22-year-old woman comes up to me professing uh, undying love, then I know uh, somebody's some, uh, and they are always uh, in the pattern of women that I would look at. So, uh, and pajamas will verify, do I ever under any fucking circumstances, if a woman comes up to me, pay attention, fuck no. Think I'm stupid, bitch? No. You know, you want a photograph? When I and I can't count the photographs I've had thousands with women at conferences. I make sure my fingers do not touch anything, not even the goddamn shoulder. My fingers are out like this. Not going to be a photograph. Not be a photograph of me ever touching a strange woman, ever being unfamiliar or too familiar. Doesn't fucking have them happen. I'm not a stupid motherfucker. Because how, my friend, do they get you? Uh, they get you through sex. Something, someone, some situation, uh, uh, some prospect, some offer that you simply just cannot resist. And when those things happen <laughs> and you're over the age of 60, <laughs> you'd better goddamn well resist them if you want to continue breathing. So, yes, my friend, it happens all the time. Oh, what do you think... Uh... The CIA and like DARPA and all that stuff, they seem to have weird connections with a lot of the the tech the tech companies that start up. Like I've heard all sorts of rumors about various tech companies being CIA fronts. Do you think that is that exaggerated? Is that conspiracy theory stuff or are the CIA behind a lot of the the new tech that's coming out? No, it's not. <laughs> so you're getting the cart before the cart uh, before the horse here. No, the CIA isn't. Please, God, I wish they were that smart. Uh, if they were, our country would be in far better shape <laughs> than it's in. They don't have the depth of thinking uh, that, say, the Mossad has. So, no, the CIA doesn't do shit like that. What happens is, since the CIA is damn sure uh, interested in what new technologies are popping out of the ground or out of the woodwork, why? Maybe they can use it for their own goddamn purposes, and most new technologies they can. So it's not the CIA is behind some massive conspiracy to take over tech. No, <laughs> the CIA going, that is a good product, buy it. Uh, I don't care what it costs. And then suddenly it's the CIA. So fuck no, they're not out there planning. They're just opportunists. They're too fucking lazy to build anything themselves. So kind of a related question. Uh, I don't know if you're following like when Andrew Yang ran for president, but he got a lot of people talking about this issue of uh, 
automation and AI taking away people's jobs and his solution was, you know, universal basic income. Uh, like, how much of a problem do you think that's going to be the next decade, two decades, when AI starts taking the, the truck driver jobs and, the, you know, the service sector jobs, all the, the decent paying sort of middle class jobs? Well, I think Andrew Yang needs uh, some, some classes, some education, the fundamentals of economics, because at no point in human history has automation caused anyone to go hungry. <laughs> it just doesn't happen. Because even though it may be taking your fucking job, it's going to do it much faster. Much more capable and therefore produce more and you don't need to do that job. Whatever it costs for electricity, so everybody fucking wins if you just want to get another goddamn job. Or create one yourself, sell lemonade on the fucking street corner. The world's a better place, no matter how you slice that fucking pie. It's kind of like saying, what would happen? Squirrels, for example, that uh, in order to live, they've got to spend uh, September, October, November scurrying around, collecting nuts and grains and acorns, hopefully to survive uh, throughout the winter. And then someone comes along and says, listen, uh, tell you what. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I've got this machine that can do it a thousand times better. And if you let my machine run in your territory and uh, collect your nuts, you have five times as much nuts, and I only want one half of them. Now, who is not going to take that? Because that's what automation is. If you increase production, someone's got to fucking consume it. Well... You're not going to die. You're going to be one of the fucking consumers. So you show me a single uh, automaton, a single thing which lost a million jobs, which caused a single fucking child to go hungry. <laughs> I'll eat my fucking shoe because you can't. So Andrew Yang just is stupid. That's all. Uh, I mean, aren't you worried that like, uh, I mean, uh, do you not think that eventually industrial society is just going to, sort of come down under the force of its own weight i mean you know like we've we've got all this prosperity and productivity that's reliant on burning millions and billions of barrels of oil and fossil fuels and you know eventually we're going to reach peak eventually we're going to we're going to lose all this prosperity aren't you worried that we're we're kind of setting ourselves up for collapse with all this stuff we're definitely going to collapse <laughs> but but not because of automation, not because of anything other than we're just too overpopulated. Mm. I mean, for God's sake, look at Malthus, look at, look at every species in the planet, look at goddamn lemmings, for fuck's sake. They get so overpopulated, they commit suicide and by the millions. There's some gene that's clicked on to fuck me, there's too many of us again. All right, everybody, we're killing ourselves. That's what they do. People do the same thing. We are about 20 times more populous than, than we should be in life, not automation, not ourselves, just life. We'll cut that back. How? I don't know. Maybe a pathogen, a bacteria, maybe a goddamn earthquake, maybe some monster uh, uh, thing from outer space that hits the ocean. But trust me, trust me. It just happens. You know, we don't have to do jack shit about it, nor can we. We're overpopulated. If we can't see that, <laughs> we all deserve to perish. And, well, I mean, and, is, isn't there a point where it's like we're getting so, you know, everyone's so, like, feminized and useless now? Isn't there a point where we should, like, say we're going to stop, uh, we're going to stop advancing towards inevitable collapse with all this stuff and we're going to, you know, we're going to start like degrowth or, we're, you know, we're going to slow down the economy. We're going to stop heading into this weird like techno future where everyone's like watching anime cartoon porn all day and all this stuff. I mean, like, can we can we like make an effort like through the force of will to try and reduce it, reverse it? God, Dan, I wish. I mean, I truly wish that human beings had that capacity or that any species had the self-capacity to change the trajectory of its existence. But no, <laughs> least of all humans, 
who are the most stupid of all the pieces, species and most arrogant, we think that we can actually do things like uh, pollute <laughs> the atmosphere and depollute it. No, we got nothing to do with it, you mofos. Wake the fuck up. That's arrogant speaking. This world, this, this, this globe, this tiny rock spinning around an insignificant star on the outer edges of a less significant galaxy out of so many trillions that it could not be counted in a million years by a hundred people. Do you think <laughs> that we fucking matter? <laughs> that, that, that our desires, our wants, our, our hopes and dreams, our, our aspirations, our, our good uh, fucking intentions. Oh, wake the fuck up, children. You're all children. You think you have some control over the destiny of this fucking world, and you do not even have uh, an ounce of control over your own individual fucking destiny. And you think that you're going to save <laughs> uh, the world. No, no, it will not happen. I, I, I hate to disillusion you, uh, children. Uh, <laughs> That is not in the fucking cards. <laughs> well, what, what do you think it's going to be that brings down <laughs> this system then? What's going to bring about the collapse? Like, is it just going to be overpopulation? or? Well, no, it's overpopulation always. I mean, look at all species. Listen, nobody can tell um, why a species collapses and sometimes just fucking disappears. It's just the general thrust of life and the fact that we're one. <laughs> of literally millions of species on this fucking planet. Some so numerous in weight, like ants. Do you know how many thousands of times ants outweigh humans? But the mass of ants, the masses of humans, we're so goddamn insignificant. Why are we even here? Why does the world even fucking bother with us? No, we have no, we have no significance. We're just one of millions of species. What are the important species? Only evolution will tell you that. I mean, why don't we look at dinosaurs? I mean, I, I think, uh, to me, I think evolution is one of the, it's got to have a fucking sense of humor. It really does. Let, let's look at dinosaurs, all right? So so let, let's look at the true evolution of uh, the uh, Jurassic era. Uh, starting off with tiny little creatures with very sharp teeth, lizard-like things that went around chewing and eating each other, okay? Well, at some point, uh, somewhere in the evolutionary process, the mouth became the important thing. Just a mouth with lots of teeth. Uh, the ultimate, I mean, the human mind with all of our engineering capability today could never get greater than the Tyrannosaurus Rex, whose mouth was so fucking big that its front legs shrank to nothing. Because the mouth was, it was just stood up on two legs it was a mouth and two fucking legs and one a mouth. And then, uh, in absolutely a snap of an instant, it was almost like some people sat down and said, you know what? Okay, George, that fucking mouth idea of yours. I mean, look at what you've done. I mean, how ridiculous is this shit? You've got a Tyrannosaurus Rex, which is a mouth uh, on two legs. Okay, so that's cool. Uh, let's end this shit. And then people go, yeah, you're right. And so what happened? gone in the blink of an eye. And we still don't know why. Not just the Tyrannosaurus Rex, not just the, uh, um, uh, the, the, the all of the, the uh, vegetarian things, the um, Triceratops, the tiny little creatures, the raptors, no, fucking everybody overnight disappeared. Kind of like, listen, what, you want everybody gone? Yes, fucking scratch everybody. And they're all gone. What emerged? Tiny creatures, less than the size of a mouse. They were no longer dinosaurs. An entirely new evolutionary concept, something that gave birth live and actually attempted, to, <laughs> in some way, shape, or form, to take care of the young. From that, we evolved. Now, we consider ourselves the top species. Why? Not because of our brains. Our brains are inferior to elephants and um, 
dolphins, many of the whales, weight to brain. <laughs> no, we're way down there. Our, our magic is in this. Opposable finger and thumbs. Uh, from which came tools, and from those tools, we created more sophisticated tools. Now, because of that, we consider ourselves the gods of this creation and therefore the, the masters <laughs> of its future. Now, you will find out, people, exactly what petty, powerless creatures we really are. End of story. So, like, you're fairly resigned to uh, how this is all going. You've kind of accepted uh, the tragedy of it all, the inevitable collapse. What, did, like... what, what did I, I'm calling it a tragedy? Fuck me. Do not, do not put a judgment call uh, on my perceptions. I don't think it's a tragedy. I think it's a great thing. Thank God. Because uh, look at what <laughs> we've done. We've created nuclear fucking bombs, people. I mean, I mean seriously, can you get real with this? where we have taken parts of this planet which are now fucking uninhabitable because we have poisoned those places with radioactivity. Uh, we have created the most horrific of social structures where we put uh, people in a dark, cold room by themselves for years and sometimes for life uh, for things like um, smoking weed. Now, now, if if we're not, if we're not an unnatural um, species that should be considered seriously for evaporation, then you point one that is. So I'm not saying it's bad. Some of us will survive. I will. I'm ready for the shit. Janice will. You will, because you're kind of skinny. You don't need much food. Um, you know. So no, no one's going to try and eat me anyway when it turns to cattle. Yeah, no it? one's going to try to eat you, sorry. Yes. I mean, look at the advantage of the fat, fat people. I mean, <laughs> right off the go. Bad folks. Well, I'm sorry. Uh, we knew your time was coming. It's just sooner <laughs> than thought. Number one, you, you can't run as fast to get away. Uh, number two, you are a more sizable meal than this young skinny gentleman in front of me here. Uh, number three, your health is not that good. And Really, you, you cannot help as much. Uh, you're barely surviving as it is. And once McDonald's uh, and Burger King shuts down, uh, well, I mean, how will you survive anyway? Um, so I'm, I'm kind of surprised here. This you're like you're like already prepped for collapse, are you? I am. That's interesting. Okay. So what what I was going to ask earlier was like if you if you've accepted this inevitable collapse. Like, uh, you know, where, where do you get the energy for, for all this stuff, like running for president or trying to wake people up to what's going on? I mean, oh, uh, you know. Listen, when, okay, when the collapse does in fact come, <laughs> I'm going to need people that know how to use these things and can handle them safely so that they don't accidentally shoot me or the people that I love that understand the reality of what is happening around us now and the inevitability of where it's headed. And if you people can't see it, well, I'm sorry. No. Uh, I'm not going to spell it out for you. I'm too fucking old to waste time with uh, uh, children who um, really should be living in their mother's basements. So go back in your mom's basement, lock the door. Yeah, everything will be fine. Uh, but to the rest of you out there that might have some balls and some common fucking sense and have a brain that can, can foretell some simple futures, like if you jump out of uh, a 100-story high window, you will fall to the ground in all likelihood. Let's, if you can see just that much of a prediction... Uh, the guy who jumped out the window, I'd say it's 9.8 meters per second per second. He will splat in 17.3 seconds. Yes. Can you predict that much? If not, you also, people, go back uh, into your mother's basement and lock the door. <laughs> Everything will be fine. But for those of you who can actually take the reality around you and not twist it into something that you would like to believe but into something that really is. 
because here's the, the, the fundamental problem of the human race, um, even with mathematics. I mean, <laughs> numbers are, are unfortunate uh, in the way that they arrive at uh, solutions and conclusions and realities that are uncomfortable for people. And if you're uncomfortable with two plus two equaling four in all goddamn circumstances, because two and two obey that rule, one of the greatest of all rules in life, that uh, three and one is four and five and three is eight. Now, that's not fucking beautiful, because in all goddamn circumstances, uh, five plus three is in fact eight, whether it is a convenient answer to your worldview or not. Now, if you are able to take what you have hoped for and dreamed for, planned for, worked your entire fucking life for, and the world around you says everything that you've worked for uh, will never happen, and everything you have believed has now become false, and all of your hopes and dreams and wishes are now impossible. And if you have the capacity to take that truth and go, damn, whoa, that's too fucking bad, but lay it out for me, then uh, you, I promise you, will have one of these. And if you can afford it, more and if you have any sense every fucking penny that you've ever earned should be put into one of these and here's why when societies collapse and listen they collapse every 10 or 20 years somewhere on this planet um america's been lucky america's gone for almost 300 years not a single war on its soil with the exception of the internal civil war Never been invaded. Uh, so you think, well, nothing will ever happen. Well, something is about to happen all over the world, people. And if you know anything about history, it boils down to one thing. When everything collapses, do you have the food to keep your children and the ones you love alive? And the answer to that is going to depend on how many of these motherfuckers you own and are willing to use. Because that is where it's headed. And I hate to have to tell you that. <laughs> so is that your number one advice then for people that are sort of facing up to this uncertain future? Just get as self-reliant as you can, have a means of protection, have a means of food. Have a means of protection because I want to tell you this you have all the food in the world, and if your neighbor has the protection and no food, your food, <laughs> your food will become his. <laughs> God, let's not be stupid about our understanding of ourselves and the fucking world. If you think your neighbor is going to sit happily by and let you survive because you have the food, even though he's got the guns. While his family starves, then you are sorely mistaken. So before you think about food, you'd goddamn well better have guns. Because without yeah. the guns, you cannot keep the food. Who needs seeds when you have a big cool AK-47? You can just, like, take stuff off the nerds in the village. Listen, you do watch out to do, my friend. Yeah, so, like, so what do you think in terms of, I mean, you've seen, you've obviously seen a lot of change in your life. And, you know, you've been a part of a lot of it. Like, what's, what's the big change? Oh, oh, you think? My friend, mm -hmm. my wife, we've, we're over time. One more question. So choose, okay, choose just one. one more question. So, like, in the next, you know, you've seen a lot of change. In the next few decades, what do you think, you know, what can we expect in terms of, you know, the next big thing? Like, what's it going to be? Because, you know, it seems like, I mean, the last few months especially, it seems like the West is kind of a place in decline. Uh, but yet, you know, we're still, there's so much, there's so much happening in terms of new technologies and everything else. What can we expect in, in the next two, three decades? 
And first and foremost, I'm not going to be here for three decades, or probably not for two. And if I am here for the next decade, I <laughs> well, thank you, Lord. Um, so my interest in that far out, you must forgive me, uh, is understandably slim. Um, nevertheless, well, what's coming in the near term? What's coming in the next few years? It's going to depend on you, people your age, the young, uh, the malleable, uh, the ones that are going to rebel against something anyway. You might as well rebel against the right thing. Uh, it's going to depend on what courage you have and what wisdom. Uh, do you see, for example, that the technologies of this world are largely being developed by governments by large corporations, and therefore owned and controlled by them. Uh, yet technologies of vast world-changing potential, like the blockchain and cryptocurrency, which came from the fucking people and uh, through open source became property of the people. You realize, people, that, that it is ordinary persons who work for a wage for a corporation or for a government that, that create these ideas, uh, that make them manifest, that polish them and, and um, decide how to use them in ways that might benefit humanity. What if we just did that for ourselves as people and everything, everything was open source? I'm not talking about communism. I'm just talking about that what we fucking create as ideas. And ideas as such would not be patentable, not mine. This is my creation. No, nothing is anybody's creation. You're all standing on the shoulders of fucking giants, people. <laughs> the thousands that came before you, stretching back into the dark mists of time when someone first invented the zero which allowed for calculations uh, hitherto before unheard of, or uh, <laughs> Isaac Newton's calculus. Do you think that you are anywhere near that? Fuck no. And yet we go, this is mine. I thought of this. I created this. Well, fuck you. Because you didn't create jack shit. Just added a layer of spit and varnish to a massive monolithic thing called culture, society, and technology. That's all you are. And if we accept that in everything, like cryptocurrency and the blockchain, we're open source, meaning I did it. Here's what I did. It's yours, like we did with the McAfee decks, and we are doing with the ghost coin. Imagine that world. What power then would governments have <laughs> when all the technology couldn't be hidden away in some bowels of a secret military program uh, developing stealth technology or uh, in the corporate um, uh, back doors of Apple, Microsoft, that uh, will not even announce the technology for years and will always be theirs. This is what we do, and I'm sorry I must leave you now. Thank you so much. All right. Thanks a lot, John. That was a great interview. All right. Bye -bye. Good stuff.